the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, and in one place, his purpose was to highlight the complete provisions of God for the equipping of the saints. Let me repeat that sentence. The complete provisions of God for the equipping of the saints. Paul wrote about that in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16, with these words. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. So, Christians are people fully equipped by God to accomplish all the good God expects. We have all we need from God to know the truth and to speak the truth, <clears throat> to live the truth, and to grow up in all things into him who is the head Christ. That's the teaching of this passage. The full provision from God for us to grow. I want to issue a challenge to each of us today with respect to individual spiritual growth. One of our goals this year is to focus on this. The question to be considered is not, have you been baptized? Though one ought to be baptized in response to the command of Christ. Baptism is essential, but our present concern is progress after baptism. And to state that question for the individual, it would be, are you convinced you are growing? This is not really about your assessment of someone else's growth. It's about my assessment and evaluation of my growth. And likewise, your evaluation, each individual, of your growth. Knowing that we are fully equipped by God to grow. Let's be certain that we know about this word, growth. Our English word, growth, simply means an increase over time. An increase over time. Examples. The word may be used in an economic context, and you will hear news reports about various measurements of economic growth around the country. 
in discussions about gardens and plants and flowers and vegetables. The word growth finds a place. And in the context of human beings, our physical bodies, there is change, there is growth we experience. So the word means increase over time. However, not all growth is good. If you're having some symptoms in your body and you visit the doctor and after the test and the evaluation, the doctor says you have a growth and surgery will be required, that isn't considered good news. Or the Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy and warned him in 2 Timothy 3.13, evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse. So generally, growth is increase over time. And then the context of the word will indicate if the word is being used negatively or positively. Grow in the Ephesians 4 passage is good because it's about people using what God provides to do better and to be better and to grow closer to Him. However, in 2 Timothy 3.13, grow is bad. Evil men growing. But it says worse and worse. So, when we speak of a Christian, when we talk about life after baptism, the Bible teaches there ought to be growth and increase over time in the positive sense. In knowledge in zeal, in involvement, and in individual active devotion to God. Better and better, and increase over time. And that's part of what Paul is talking about in Ephesians 4. God has supplied all we need to make progress. That's the argument being made in Ephesians 4. God has given His truth so that we are able to speak the truth, speak the truth in love, and it says here, may grow up in all things. Now, that can be linked to a statement that Peter made in 2 Peter 3.18. There, you'll read an imperative where it says, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This means God expects us to make progress after we are baptized until we die. God expects us to make progress after we are baptized until we die. No excuses, no debate, no question. God expects His people to grow, to mature to increase over time in knowledge and practice and heart and life. Progress is essential to relationship with God. Progress is essential to relationship with God, to maintain fellowship with God through Christ. But watch that word maintain. It's not just maintain, it is progress. Now, Turn back to Mark chapter 4, and I'm going to read 26 through 29 to make the point 
that this growth after baptism and until you die, this progress in your relationship with God is gradual. It's not a 24-hour deal. It is gradual. Listen to what Jesus said. And he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. He sleeps, he rises day and night, and the seed sprouts and grows, he knows not how. The earth produces by itself first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear, but when the grain is ripe, at once he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. Now, what you hear in that is gradual. You ever planted anything, a plant in your yard? Maybe some of you put out a vegetable garden. We all know a little something about this, and we know it's a process that involves time. A certain amount of time must transpire after planting and before harvest. Wouldn't it be great to put out tomato seed on Monday and have bacon and tomato sandwiches on Tuesday? But we know that time must transpire after planting and before harvest. That's what Jesus is talking about, and he uses the simplest terms to underscore the graduality of it. First the blade, then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. It is a process that requires time. Growth is a process graduated. Steps that require time. I think one of the typical problems people have about this subject is the expectation to read what the Bible says about it or hear a sermon about it and grow almost overnight. To expect overnight growth. To come to believe in Christ for some people. To come to believe in Christ and be baptized in Him. And then after baptism, expect to enroll in a crash course and be fully knowledgeable by Friday. Instant maturity is not a part of what the Bible says about spiritual growth. It's not instant maturity. It is not a frantic desire to take a crash course or enter into an accelerated program and then have a quick leap over to maturity. That's not what the Bible says about growth. That kind of passion to be quick about it is ill-advised. It's unrealistic. Growth Spiritual growth in particular is a process that involves time. Now, you can't just wait for it to happen. I'll get to that in a minute. But it's a process that involves time. It is a graduated thing and shortcuts are not recommended. So, here's where we are. God wants us to grow in knowledge and in practice, in discernment, in love, in sincerity, in our attitudes. He has given us His Word. We are to read it, 
and apply it. Growth means years of consistent devotion and self-examination, self-re-examination on a regular basis, and self-determination that I'm going to do better tomorrow than I'm doing today, a little at a time. We will do well to consider fellowship with God through Christ cannot be maintained in the absence of personal spiritual development. Peter said, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's take another step into this. I need to say to us that growth will not happen if you don't take personal responsibility. I believe you ought to come to this building every time this building is open for business. And our business is to open this book. I believe you ought to be here every single time. But simply coming to a building will not produce spiritual development in you. If you don't take personal responsibility, growth will not happen. There's not anything about these bricks, this timber, this concrete, these pews that will cause you to grow. But if you come to this place and you worship God from the heart in spirit and in truth and you apply what this book says to your life and you are determined about it, growth can happen. But growth doesn't happen just because of time. It happens because of the good use of time. The truth is, if we don't take responsibility for our growth, it's not going to happen. It is not an automatic function of the clock or the calendar. If you think growth will happen simply because of time or age, You might turn out like the man Tennessee Ernie Ford spoke about one time when he said this man started out at the bottom and he sort of liked it there. Spiritual growth won't happen unless I decide I want to grow. I will do it and then I become engaged in the process. Growth won't happen if you don't read and study this book. Having your own Bible is important but you'll need to read it for yourself and study it for yourself and make the applications that pertain to your circumstance and your level of growth and what you determine you need to be doing based on the Word of God. What if you had a car but you never learned to drive? What if you bought groceries and put them in the pantry but you didn't prepare and eat the food to nourish your body. What if you bought a new computer, but you didn't take it out of the box? Well, you see the point. You cannot grow without reading and studying this book. Failure to grow is often directly related to an unused Bible. What a sad thing. That many people who were baptized many years ago have still, after many years, never experienced the joy of digging into the Word of God on their own and finding the treasures of truth.
and changing their lives. If you don't read the Bible, here's the deal. God is trying to talk to you and you're not listening. God is trying to talk to you and you're not listening. If you don't open this book. You can't grow without absorbing the food and the equipment God has provided to make progress after baptism until you die. And then, growth won't happen if you don't change. Knowledge is one thing. The personal application of it is another. The curse of stagnation is often due to learning without doing, knowledge without practice. I'm in James chapter 1, and I'm starting at verse 21. James 1, 21. Therefore put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls, but be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away, and at once forgets what he was like. Hearers only cannot grow. That's just a stubborn fact, isn't it? Hearers only cannot grow. Hearers who are doers are the ones who grow. We read and study and learn from Scripture to change our lives, to become what we are not right now, that God enables us to become tomorrow and the next day. Make it your goal to read and study and learn and then to change and grow beyond your present level of activity and devotion to God. Speaking the truth in love. We are to grow up in every way into Him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body so that it builds itself up in love. Are you growing in all things? If you reach the age of 100 or more, if you spend 80 years or more of your life as a Christian, there will always be more you can do. Always. There will be more you can learn. There will be attitudes you can correct, attitudes you can cultivate. There will be more effort that you can make as a member of the Lord's church. There will be talents and potentials inside of you that only need your discipline to come to the surface. All that we've been talking about matters. And it matters today. It will matter in the highest kind of way, eternally. It is your life and your choice, and if some present decision is needed, 
we offer the Lord's invitation while we stand together to sing. Jesus.